Good evening, everybody. We are here right in the middle of the fourth month, April the 15th, with our Q&A. We thank God for the questions. We will trust God for the answers. We continue to believe the Q&A will be a blessing to more and more people. Amen. The questions you cannot ask in church, because we are not the Corinthian church, <laughs> are answered during Q&A. <laughs> so... We'll thank God for this time and we will look to the Lord. Father, this evening, we want to thank you, Lord. We just want to thank you. We are absolutely, Lord, dependent upon you for everything, Jesus. for the breath we breathe. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Father, the strength we have, the healing we receive, the provision, however little it may be, Father. I pray there would be contentment in the hearts of your people, even now, for your word says, if we have food on our table, clothes on our back, it's a great thing. We are grateful, Father. You brought us three months and 15 days. We didn't go hungry, mm. except when we chose to fast. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you. Above all, we want to thank you for the gift of salvation. The more we study, the more we hear, we realize we would have never, ever worked our way to salvation. Mm. Thank you for that gift of your son, the oh, free gift Jesus, of your salvation. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So even tonight, I pray your people everywhere will be strengthened through this session. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Pastor. Pastor, let's start with question number two. Uh, the question question is, uh, it says, what is a demonic stronghold? How do you define it? Is it a thought process made of lies? Or would you say it is a false belief system? How do you define it? Okay, before I go to the question, cameraman, could you just tilt that light? It's getting into my eyes when I look at the screen. No? Uh, actually, you can make it a little like up, this, up, like the way you did it here. A demonic stronghold is a thought, a fortress made of. Yeah. Up, up, up a little more. Yeah, okay, I shall manage. <laughs> okay. Would you say it's a false belief system? Uh, <clears throat> every demonic stronghold, I mean, honestly, except for the truth of what God has spoken. The word of God, okay? The word of God. Now, don't misquote me, cut and paste, okay? <laughs> okay, don't do that. The whole word of God is the truth. It becomes the truth only when the Holy Spirit opens it up for us. Mm, Otherwise, true. I can come with my own perceptions, which are all lies, and look into the Word of God and take what I want and go back with the lie. Mm -hmm. Okay. So please don't ever think the Bible will set you free unless you first surrender yourself. Yes. Okay. Whom the sun sets free it's is free, free indeed. So Amen. first you have to surrender to the sun. That's a constant process. So that's where we have to come. Because to be, we're talking about a stronghold. We are talking about freedom. So the freedom comes from the truth. 
and the truth has its own dimensions ultimately captured for us humanity captured absolutely totally in the person of Jesus Christ hmm. the life as it should be lived that's why the bible says the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld the, the glory of the father you know in the fullness full of grace and full of truth hmm. so only when that comes in any aspect of our life we are free okay if we are not free then there is a stronghold or whatever controlling us so a demonic stronghold is not only a thought okay it's not only a thought okay it can go beyond that where thoughts are no longer like let us talk about uh, let's put it in two aspects okay look at the man at gadarenes mm. now he is completely taken over by the demons and there is no thought process taking yes. place over yes. there there's no thought process taking it's a it's a demon possessed man mm. okay but it it took a whole lot of thought process for him to reach, reach there the point, yes. but you can reach a point where the it doesn't anymore have to be a thought process because you are no longer thinking anymore rationally yeah. okay mm. but i mean it's a very dangerous statement to make every belief system is demonic the origins the origins of it is demonic absolutely okay mm. this is how we evaluate a belief system mm. if your belief system one does not align to what who god is mm. to it does not give you eternal life mm. it is false absolutely Mm-hmm. so two things which you need to ask i believe in this something <laughs> now what i believe in does it align with god okay like in religions there are many things which align with god so that is only one aspect of it second aspect is that if i believe in this do i partake of eternal life and you will realize the second does not work does not work that's not work mm. okay so okay like in any religion you take you will find a lot of truth in it it's not possible for a, you can have a religious system without having truth in it because uh, that is the way we were made we were made in the image of god and god being true there is always a constant search for truth yes that's why lies have so much power because mm-hmm. lies are sold as truth they are not sold as lies lies yes and never sold as lies if a lie is sold as a lie nobody will buy it okay it is sold as a, as a truth and that's why people buy it so what happens is any religious system becomes a stronghold any religious system becomes a stronghold okay when it becomes a stronghold what happens is it enslaves a person to his eternal and he blinds him to his eternal future wow that's it that's the danger god of this age mm-hmm. okay that's what the bible says the god of this mm-hmm. age okay mm-hmm. so we need to understand uh we are um, even those who are saved that's what i said the the first point of salvation like if you go to hebrew chapter 6 and words one okay, okay. <laughs> words from dead words kya baat hai kya baat hai too much <laughs> this is the 
thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Therefore, leaving the discussion of elementary principles of Christ, okay? basic, primary, elementary school, let us go on to perfection. Okay, now what are the elementary six things I mentioned there? We only look at the first, first one. one and first one and two there written there. First is repentance from dead works. Some translations change it to which is a wrong translation. Acts that lead to death. Okay, acts that lead to death. No, no it's not. See, every work is a dead work. <laughs> every work is Lightless. a dead work. Outside of Christ, every work is a dead work. Mm. It has no meaning. Mm. It's not taking you anywhere. It it may it may work in a system, you know, work in a, in a society. It may be beneficial for you mm. and with your fellow neighbor, but eternally it is not going to make any bring any dividends for you. So when you have to come to God, when you have to come to God for salvation, you will have to repent not only from your bad works and also from your good works. So two things that actually happens. A righteous man will depend upon his good works to go to heaven. And the sinner will be condemned by his sinful works that he will go to hell. But both have to come equally to the foot of the cross. cross. <laughs> and repentance from dead works mm-hmm. and faith towards God. Yes. Faith towards God is what? Faith towards what God has done through his son, Jesus Christ. Mm. So the righteous man has to repent both of his good works. And I, not that what he did was per se bad, but basically I'm not depending upon oh, that. Yes. I'm not depending upon that. I'm depending upon mm-hmm. that. And he's repenting of his evil sins also. And the sinner, of course, doesn't have much good works. Because we need to realize this is important because in uh, most religions are caught in the karmic theory. Good and evil. Okay, when we, when we ate from that tree, another doctrine was slipped into us by the devil. And that is, ultimately you will be judged by your good and bad. Good and bad. And it doesn't work that way doesn't work that way because then it contradicts what God has said. If you eat, you shall surely die. So judgment was already set. After you ate, it doesn't matter what you do. You're already dead. You're already dead. Okay. So it's basically dead men doing good things. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. So this is the fundamental doctrine that has trapped mankind. All religions are based on this. Okay. The only exceptions is authentic Judaism and authentic Christianity. In authentic Judaism, you need to realize there is a, there is a, there is a stream that flows from Abel onwards. Okay. And what happens here is in uh, Genesis chapter 15, Genesis chapter 15. Now you have the patriarch of Genesis chapter 15. Okay. The Bible says, okay, you come to words, uh, we'll read from words 1 to 6. After these things, Romans chapter 14 is when he has that war to rescue Lot. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I'm your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless? An heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. <coughs> Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring and indeed no one born in my house is my heir. 
and verse 4 and behold the word of the lord came to him saying this one shall not be your heir but the one who will come from your own body shall be your heir then he brought him outside and said now look toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them now this is the wrong translation which translation is this yeah, go to kejavi go to kejavi so shall your seed be Okay, okay. This is where the translation went wrong, and we can easily we looked at it before, but since a lot of new listeners are there, okay, he said, "So shall thy seed be." Okay, it's not talking about descendants. Only one person is being mentioned there. The person who's being mentioned over there is Jesus Christ, not Isaac. Isaac is just a type. The Bible says, "And he believed in the Lord, and it counted to him as righteousness." That is when it is counted unto him as righteousness. When is it counted unto as righteousness? For even for Abraham to be counted righteous, he had to believe in Jesus Christ. Now, how do you prove this? Go to the book of Galatians. Okay, walk to the book of Galatians and chapter three. Okay. Chapter 3, verse 6. On, yeah. on, onwards, actually. Yeah, onwards, yeah. Just as Abraham believed God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are the sons of this another place. Yeah, yeah. come to verse, uh, verse uh, uh, 15 and 16, yeah. That's the actual verse, okay? 15. Brethren, I speak in the manner of men, though it is only one, only a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, no one annuls or adds to it. Now to Abraham and look at this. His seed as his capital where the promises made. He does not say and to seeds as of many, but as one to your seed who is Christ. Now I still cannot figure out why, why is that Editors see this and still translate Genesis chapter 15 had sex. The scripture itself proves that this is not talking about descendant. It's talking about one person, Jesus Christ. Okay. Talking about one person. So there it is, this, there it is line flowing right from the Garden of Eden where God would probably sacrifice the lambs and cover Abraham and Adam and Eve send them out to Abel offering blood and coming through faith and then you have the new Noah coming out and offering the sacrifice and then you have Abraham a covenant being made all the way to Mount Moriah through this and then Israel coming out so they in Judaism authentic Judaism they are not being saved because they are keeping the law the law is not even given to them yes Mm-hmm. Until Exodus 20, the law is not given to them. They're only told to keep the Passover lamb and apply the blood and the destroyer passes over them. And then the law. The law or the rules are for people who are saved. The other rules are for people, everyone who live in this world, a society can exist only by laws. Mm-hmm. Whether it is a breakdown of law and order, the society cannot. Mm-hmm. So, but that loss is not going to take you to heaven. Don't confuse this with the other one. So you need to, this demonic's biggest demonic stronghold is, is primarily religion. Religion. The biggest stronghold is religion, which is whereby man is trying to work his way to heaven. And the thing is that nobody can work his way to heaven. It's impossible. If we understand as to what God is, 
and who God is and what heaven is like. Like even a holy prophet like Isaiah, a glimpse of heaven, you know, cries out, warn to me. That's what heaven is. Pure angelic beings cover their faces. Okay? And how are we going to make it to heaven? And there is no other place other than hell. Okay? So this is the big biggest demonic stronghold, the biggest demonic stronghold is is primarily religion, any religion, mm. any religion, including Christianity, which has become a hereditary kind of a thing. And one thing which we need to understand is authentic Christianity also, we need to understand, yes, if I believe, Samir believes, Pastor Vijay believes, our children are set apart, but that does not mean they are saved. Yeah. Hmm. Set apart meaning they have a very better chance of getting getting saved saved. because they are living in an atmosphere where the gospel, they see, they hear, they go to church, so they are set apart. Set apart like, no, this is set apart. Okay, this class is set apart. Okay, so it has a better chance of like me drinking from this because this has been set apart. It's, It's only that much. So we need to understand that's how it works. And then, once you have broken through the biggest stronghold that is called religion, okay, and come to faith. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Repentance from all this. And faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a continuous battle after that. That the only, only one big stronghold or the biggest stronghold has been broken. And after that, it is a continuous battle because <coughs> if you go to Romans chapter 1, And verse 17. For in it, what is the gospel? The righteousness of God is revealed. Okay, so what, what is going to, what is going to take me to heaven? It is the righteousness of God. Okay, please understand this. This is what God demands. Anybody who enters into heaven should be righteous like me. If you fix that standard, suddenly all religion will fall apart. Because religion is always a comparison with the law or one another. But God says, to enter into heaven, you need to be righteous like me. And what happens in salvation is, in Christ, we receive the righteousness as a gift. That's why the parable of that wedding where one guy was there without the clothes. Mm. Without the clothes. Okay, and he was kicked out. Not kicked out more than that. Okay, so in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, after that is a continuous struggle because now we have been justified. We are continuously called to live by faith. By faith. And how does the faith come? Faith comes from hearing. And hearing from the word of God. So, every day we are going to face situations. And when we face situations, the question is, how are we going to react? How are you going to react? Because there are received patterns of behavior, thought patterns. Okay, and those are strongholds. And opposing it is faith. Or it is opposing faith. So it's easier always to give in to the old pattern. Because there is no conflict. Mm. Conflict. There is no conflict. Because faith is a battle. 
Faith is not easy. It is a battle. God doesn't say it is easy. But that is the only life God has accepted. There is no other life. Because every time you step out in faith, what is happening is you are receiving the righteousness of God. The grace of God is coming. The righteousness of God is being established. God is glorified. But that is where you have to fight the, the strongholds in your mind. You you look at any aspect of life, any aspect of life, to the simplest, the mundane, like we have seen in Romans 14, 23, to the simplest, normal, okay, normal. He who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not eat from faith, for whatever is not from faith is sin. Basic common thing is eating. Everybody has to eat. Down to the most final trajectory end, which is called death. Okay? This we this is the spectrum. Okay? We begin with eating and end with death. But everything has to be faced with by by faith. How do you how do you handle it by faith? Okay. And in all these things, there are thought patterns. All these things, there are thought patterns. And these are received patterns through religion, education, culture. Everything is intermingled. Mm. Intermingled. Words of parents, grandparents, uncles, aunts, everything. Movies, books, intermingled. You know? So we have to consciously first that's why if you go to John chapter, John chapter 8, that's where Jesus says, John chapter 8, 32, and I think it's 35. Okay, John chapter, yeah, 31 and 32. Let's put it both because that's important, 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, hmm. He says, if you abide in my word, he says, it's not if you listen once in a while and think it's okay. He says, if you abide, stay. He says, that does not mean you're unsaved. He says, you will not understand what liberty is. There's a liberty that is inside. Okay, liberty that is inside. And there's a liberty that is outside. The world offers you a liberty that is outside at the cost of the liberty that is inside. God offers you a liberty inside irrespective of what is outside. That is the real liberty. If your liberty is going to be controlled by outward circumstances, then it is not true liberty. Because liberty should be liberty in any kind of situation. Yes. That is liberty. Okay, that's liberty. Okay, it's all seasons. Okay, it should be in all seasons because freedom is free. But only if certain factors are met, I feel free, then it is not true freedom. Okay, because true freedom is inside. So Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So for to know the truth, there is an abiding in his word. You have to look the word out. You have to stay. I mean, in respect to whatever is happening to me, okay, whether it is hunger or death. What is true is what God has spoken. Amen. What has spoken. If I'm looking at hunger, Looking at hunger, mm. one thing. One, you trust God with your food, provision, true. And whatever kind of food you have received, 
the bible says by the word of god and prayer it is sanctified okay because this is where faith comes in because we are not living in days which are normal there is the world is so wicked there is absolutely nothing in this world that is not contaminated everything is poisons okay and that's where faith comes in and every time you have to believe that the word of god and faith is sanctifying, sanctifying. what i am eating the poison you have all the promises this is where faith goes into the promises of god it believes it believes otherwise we will not be able to survive we will not be able to survive okay we will not be able to so starting there to death now death has to be looked at two perspectives because these are all strongholds remember these are all demonic strongholds death at the person who is dying and the person who is beside the person who is dying there are two people here always okay a person is dying that's a man is dying so how does he look at that look at that let us say he's a man wife children and all and let us say he's dying how does he look at it okay he once he has peace with god once he has peace with god and he knows he has served god he should be able to trust god that god will take care of his family that will be left behind he should be able to trust i'll show you second kings second kings yeah the prophet okay. and the widows okay. chapter 4 mm-hmm. 1 and 2 a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to elisha saying your servant my husband is dead and you know that your servant feared the lord he was a good man but financially he was not a wise man you know a lot of people are like they're good people but they never were not strategic in finances so busy in ministry they never anticipated death they always postponed these things to another day and then he died and thing is that is left behind a widow with two kids but you need to look at that thing god intervenes god intervenes and she and her children are able taken care of but this is where faith comes so the person who is dying and the person who is alive, everywhere you have to bring faith Mm. and this is the strongholds in our mind strongholds in our mind okay strongholds in our mind and that's where like i keep saying that's why apostle paul is a very special person in the new covenant because we have so many snippets of his actual life in the gospel in the book of acts and the epistles where you see this man facing all kinds of situations all kinds of situations from hostility to enemies to floggings to hunger to imprisonment and you will see one thing about him his behavior recorded in the scripture is always consistent, consistent. in faith in faith so other than jesus christ why has the holy spirit inscribed a person's life with so much detail if you read the epistles so you can actually create a biography of apostle paul for what so that we will realize there is a man who broke all the demonic strongholds in his mind and he was absolutely free mm. a man who learned what liberty is so we have to keep fighting these battles battles okay 
And once you are saved, don't, st- like I said, first thing is that be sure you are saved. And it's not a very difficult thing to be sure you are very saved because you are receiving a gift by faith. Because then people will start questioning their repentance. How deep should we repent? Come on. Just repent. And you will be repenting all your life. Don't worry about somebody telling you your repentance is not deep enough. It's got nothing to do with anybody else. It's just between you and God. You know? Nobody can come and judge your repentance because you yourself cannot judge your repentance. Because only God can. Okay? And repentance after a point is a changing of mind. Okay? You are changing your mind as you hear the word. You are changing and you are changing. So once you are sure about your, your um, once you have actually repented and believed and you are saved, don't go around always questioning your salvation. That is another demonic thing. People are always like, am I saved? Am I saved? How can you live like that? No, that is not salvation. That is that's not the joy of salvation. That is the torment of salvation. These are all things in our mind. Okay, our mind. Okay, so we have to be very, very careful about what we believe hmm. because Doctrine, these are demonic doctrines and ideas get into your mind. And this is, this is the age in which demonic is at the highest. Unlike any Any other other age, simply because not the demons were not functioning, um, more powerful now than in even Noah's time. The reason is because of media. So media in the sense of communication is not like, never ever was communication like our days. So the demonic is more powerful today than even Noah's days. In Noah's days. Okay, because Noah's days, let us say you were in Jerusalem and somebody was in Damascus. You cannot communicate. Cannot communicate. The culture became the same, but you are not able to communicate. But today the ideas that are being communicated can reach one corner of the world to the other corner in in seconds. Mm. Okay, so the demonic, actually, because of what has happened and the number of people that has hap- is happening, it's more powerful today, and it's all in the mind. It's all in the mind, and ultimately, it becomes your life, and then you feed the demonic more and more. So there is demonic in your mind, and then there's the stronghold that takes over your body. Ultimately, you, your body becomes a slave, like the demons. Uh, that is sent out. Jesus talks about his. They say, "Let us go back to our house. Mm. Let us go back to our house." Okay. And a lot of people, their the problem with their not demon possession, demonization, as Derek Prince used to term it, is because they remain empty. They said they found their house was clean, which is good, but it was empty. The cleansing is by the blood of Jesus when you repented. There was a cleansing that took place. But it remained empty. Now, it does not mean it remained empty, but nothing was there. Like, but It was not filled with faith. Mm. Instead, it was filled again back with the things of the world. So this fellow went and brought seven more, more wicked than them. And the life of the believer becomes worse than before. Like if you want to, if you want to talk about an example, if you use that very popular, most well-known parable, the prodigal son went from a home. So when he went from a home, he was alive. 
and he was a son. Okay? And then he went. When he went from the home, he went. And then he is filled with the demonic ideas. Where did he reach? The pigs. He reached the pig pen. Okay. okay. And then from there he is coming back. And that's what when he was a when he was a son at the home. Okay. Now the other son also, it is the same thing. His doctrine is also wrong. Mm-hmm. Though he's not doing anything wrong. Awkward. But he's not doing anything wrong. It's not because of anything genuine in him. Okay. Nothing, there's nothing genuine about this boy, this uh, older son. There's nothing genuine about it. He's just keeping the law. That doesn't mean he loves the law or he loves his father. Or loves his brother. See, one thing that's missing in the older son is there is no love for anybody there. He has no love for his father. father not his he mother. has no love for his uh, brother. Okay. <laughs> he has no love for anybody. Okay, it is keeping the law. Okay, and yet the whole kingdom of God is built on love. It's not built on the law. The end of the law is love. Okay, so you will see these are all strongholds in your mind. All strongholds in your mind. Okay, so it has to. Be, and how do you break it? You break it by faith. That is why the Bible says faith is victory. Faith is victory. If you go to 1 John 5, 6. This is the victory. Okay. 5, 4. Oh, 5, 4. 5, 4, not 6. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So what is the world? It's a belief system. Uh What is the world? (laughs) You take the belief system of there is no world. There is no world. Okay. The entire, like yesterday, we had Friday, right? Yesterday we had Ambedkar's statue, a huge statue. Now, it's a great man. A great man. It's a great man whom politicians use. But he was a great man. Mm-hmm. But why is Ambedkar propped up by everybody? Because, Actions. because he, f- he had an ideology. Mm-hmm. He had an ideology. Okay. So, all political parties have ideologies, people have ideologies, countries have ideologies. So, the world is full of ideas and ideologies. But whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Mm. How does he overcome the world? And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. The faith itself is victory. So, we have, this is what I said, this is why it is important, what a statement I made in the beginning. Faith itself is victory. So your your victory is ultimately in what you believe. It does not have to be manifested outside. Paul is an absolutely victorious person in God's sight lying in prison. Because of what he believes. Though he's in prison. That's not how the world sees. The world will see you are free only when you are outside the prison. But you can compromise everything, pay a hefty price to the Roman centurion, Get out and say, I am free. God says, you are a slave. Mm. You are a slave. You're not free. You're a slave. And there is another man who's absolutely free. Not just because he refused to pay a bribe, but that's only one thing. It's not, it's not one thing. But <coughs> see, this is again where this uh, legal righteousness comes. That is not what issues. How he reacts. How he reacts. Mm. Okay, because there are a lot of righteous people in the world, that kind of righteous people in the world who will say, I will rather go to jail than pay a bribe, and they will go to jail and die in jail, go to hell. 
because they never believed. That's what the righteousness is talking about. Yes, I refuse to pay. I will not pay a fine. I will not pay a fine. But I am not scared of the prison. Because I know why I am going to prison. I know. Why am I going to pay prison? It is for Christ Jesus. Not for a secular kind of a righteousness. For Christ Jesus' sake, I am going over there. And if I am going over there, he is there with me. Therefore, I can rejoice. I can be content in all things. I will look for opportunities to pray, to minister, evangelize. So he's a free man. He's a free man. Unless we see that. See, this this is the danger. Because it's a very difficult thing which I'm telling you. Because you cannot have a legalistic righteousness. Legalistic righteousness. Because, see... A lot of stuff which we are talking about in the free world, which is a kind of a legalistic righteousness, will not work in a persecuted church. Will not work in a persecuted church. Wow. It simply will not work in a persecuted mm, church. Absolutely. Because if you go by the legalistic righteousness, the entire persecuted church will be destroyed in a week. Yep. There will be no survivors left. Mm. Okay. This is where we have to. Have to be okay. So we have to be very careful about it. So by faith, what happens by faith is that you hear from God exactly what to do in that situation. In that situation, God will make a way out. Mm, that is righteousness. Mm. Is righteousness. Mm. Okay. Mm. Like uh, I remember Alan's son asking me this question. Remember that young man after the church came and asked me. Didn't Rahab lie to the king's servants? Let's go there. <laughs> Joshua. Okay. I still remember that kid coming and asking me the question about when he had preached about Rahab. Okay. Chapter 2. Verse 6. Boy, boy. Yeah. Did you get it? The the verses? Yeah, verse, uh, Joshua chapter 2 and verse uh, 2 and 3. 3, 4. Okay, yeah. It was told the king of Jericho saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman took two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I do not, I do not know where they were from. Yeah, next verse. And it happened as the gate was being shut when it was dark. That the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. Now she told them, absolute, total lie. She's <laughs> taken them to the top, hidden them, and she led them by the rope, and they escaped. Right? Now how do you judge this person? Go to Hebrews chapter 2. Chapter Same. 11. Yeah, yeah, by faith, Ahab. Mm-hmm. By faith, Chapter mm-hmm. 11. Yeah, uh... Versus my <laughs> my verse, my Bible is coming apart. Thirty one. Eleven thirty one. Mm. Hebrews eleven thirty one. 
by faith. Hmm? Yeah. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe and she had received the spice with peace. It's by faith. Everything, you go to James, James tells Again, us the same, same thing, thing about Rahab. Okay. Words, uh, 25, chap, James chapter Compares 2. Abraham and Abraham. Yeah, <laughs> Abraham and Rahab at 225. <laughs> Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out? Another way. Another way. So now her action is also not condemned, justified. Mm. So we have to be very, very, very careful about how you do things in the kingdom of God. Okay, because if you are going to go by a legalistic righteousness, then uh, that is the older son. Older son. This is where in your own, I'm talking about extraordinary situations like this. Extraordinary situations like this. What will you do? What will you do? Okay, so we have to be very careful how you handle situations because a lot of people with legalistic righteousness end up dead. And their followers also die. Okay, followers also die. Let me say, you're a persecutor to underground church in China. Okay, and you are the pastor. Okay, the cops pick you up and they ask you a question. Are you a pastor? Are you a pastor? What's your answer? Where is your church? How many people do you have? We want their names. Oh, I have to be, I, I cannot lie. I have to give to Caesar what owes Caesar. All the people are gone. End of church, story closed. Rich and woman actually gave the, all the names of the dead people in his congregation. <laughs> 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 That's what Wimbran did. He gave the names of all the dead people in his congregation. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so, you, you, and you can't judge them. Oh, how can he's a pastor? He lied. How? Oh, no. <laughs> you, I don't know where people pick up their theology from. Hmm. You know, we have to be very, very clear. We are not talking about a legalistic kind of a kind of a righteousness. It's a hmm. so righteousness that comes by faith, and we have pictures in the Bible. Rahab is commended by God. Why? Because she protected those two people, two people, and sent them another way. What did it take her to protect them and to send them another way? She had to hide them and she had to lie to them. Lie to them. Okay. My question to ask, my question I ask people is, no, please don't misunderstand me, cut and paste and do stuff like that. I'm saying you have to be led by God in your personal situation. That's why a personal God is given to us, the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, because you can, you can get into this uh, letter of the word legalistic, this thing which can become another uh, stronghold, stronghold yeah. which is what crucified Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, the legalists who crucified Jesus Christ. Okay, like in if you go, you don't have to go there in Joshua chapter seven. Okay, how I is conquered. Remember how I is conquered. You know how I is conquered. Deception. Mm. It is through deception. Mm. Yeah, it's through deception. Okay. People are supposed to go the thing, and when the eye comes, they have to run the whole town of I will chase them. Then the others have to come from hiding and set the town on fire. Now all powerful God who later will rain down brimstone and sulfur from heaven, 
Does he have to do this? No. He's showing us a He's showing us, okay? Those who are shrewd. Yeah, says, exactly. I will show. I'll show, okay? I'll, okay? I'll show them that. I'm more shrewd than them. Absolutely. Okay, Hallelujah. Sure than them, no? So we we have to be see, don't be these simpletons. Okay, don't be simpletons. Yet don't uh, turn this twist this around for personal yes, benefit yes, also. Yes. That is where you have to be led by the spirit, where the spirit will show you exactly what to do. Because simpletons don't go anywhere. Simpletons won't go anywhere, okay? The Bible says, be gentle as doves, but be wise, wise. as the serpent. Mm. Okay, so these are all there in our heads. Okay? You can't be naive in this age. Okay, you yes. cannot. We will not survive because the age is... Actually, you should be one step ahead of... Ahead. Uh, always. 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 Mm. So you cannot... Always one step, step ahead, ahead of the enemy. And the only way we will be one step out the enemy is by the Spirit of God. So we cannot compete with them in anything else. Without the Spirit of God, we are far behind. Mm-hmm. We cannot compete with them in anything. You name me one thing that we can compete in them. Eloquence, we can't. They are more eloquent. Language, they are better. Talent, they are better. Songs, they are better. Music, they are better. Money, they have all the money. Looks, they have all the looks. You name it, it's all on that side. What is that we have? The anointing. Exactly. That is what church does not understand. Mm. That is what church does not understand. What we have that they can never have, never have, is anointing. And the proof of the anointing is anointing brings liberty. Breaks the yoke. Mm. Okay. Personally. And, and then through us to others. others. Anointing breaks the yoke. Mm-hmm. And that's what God is giving us. Okay. So a simplest little a simplest man or a woman who is illiterate, a semi literate, because of the anointing, anointing can understand the word of God. Amen. Because the anointing teaches that person. Yes. While the scholar with a PhD from Harvard does not understand scripture. Because to understand scripture, which you brings faith mm. and life and liberty, and not leaven, life, liberty, okay? Mm. That's another one on Fox, okay? Uh, it's the anointing. And anointing is of the Holy Spirit. That is the only life God will allow us to live. His children. We cannot live under any other life. Mm. So this is all part of faith. And any man or a woman or a child of God who, who tries for everything else, Except the anointing, it's a fool. It's a fool. And he's counting his success exactly the way the world counts a success. How does the world count success? Money, numbers, fame, appreciation. This is how the world counts. And this man or a woman also counts. But it has got nothing to do with that. Because you should not even count success now. Because you will not know whether you are a success or a failure only until you reach the other side. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So these are all these things which you need to understand strongholds. Because the world can very subtly put a stronghold in your head. Where you can think you are a success when you are a failure. Or think you are a failure when you are actually a success. So leave. That's where this comes in. And we learn. We learn. 
That's what the Bible says. Whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Mm. What is our victory? Faith is our victory. Because if you look at Apostle Paul, let me ask you this question. Why did all of Asia abandon him? Because they thought he was a failure. Who wants to be tied up with a failure? All the time getting beaten and thrown up in jail. And the whole system seems to be against him. Better detach himself, ourselves from him than get the government against you. So let's let's leave him. The Roman government is against him. Okay, but he was the most successful man in human history after Jesus Christ. We have to be very careful. And he's the most free man either. Like I said, church history says, when time for execution came, ran. he ran. Guillotine was the French invention. You know, for yeah. they, they used the sword, not to. So he ran to and put his head on the block because he was so. <laughs> no, so these are people who are free. They're people who are free. So that's what the Bible is talking about. They what they believed they knew was true, and the truth set them free. Okay. So yes, we'll go to the next question. Pastor, because we're talking about the increased demonic activity in the last days. I think you should look at question number five. Uh, the questioner asks, are we living in the last days and therefore is rapture a settled doctrine? If it is not, then what should Christians do? <laughs> See, rapture is one of the most controversial. It is not that there is no rapture. There is no, there is no fight over rapture. The rapture is a reality. The only question about rapture is when will it take place? Is it before tribulation? Is it mid-tribulation? Or is post-tribulation? That is the only fight over rapture. There is no no f- question whether there is a rapture because it's easily provable from scripture. Okay. If you go to Thessalonians, no? okay. uh, you go to First Thessalonians chapter five. Okay. 13 to 17. Oh, sorry. First Thessalonians chapter 4. 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4. Not 5. 4. 13 to 17. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. Meaning, see, that's the term that is used. Those who have fallen asleep in Christ. Meaning, those who died fallen asleep in Christ, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Christ died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. So there is... See... Though every generation lived with this hope, there is going to be a generation who will be alive. So ultimately this rapture matters only to that generation. But who is that generation? We do not know because it has never been revealed. So every generation has to live in the light. Let us say today is April the 15th. Jesus comes on April the 16th. So it is our generation. So if he was planning to come on April 16, 2023, those who died before today, it didn't apply to them. Yeah. Okay. So there is going to be a generation who will be alive when this happens. So that is the, the 
proof that rapture is there. And if you read further, how it will happen? The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Okay. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall be always, always with, with the, the Lord. Lord. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is how. And the word says, so encourage each other this way. This is how the church, sorry, excuse me. Church, if you look at the next word. Okay. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So this is how you comfort one another. So what you are looking over here is, so there is no question about rapture. It's a doctrine, a settled doctrine. It yeah. is their doctrine. The question is, when is this going to happen? Will it happen before tribulation? Or mid-tribulation? Mid-tribulation, people believe, mid-tribulationists believe that the Antichrist will make a pact with the with Israel and all. But in the middle of that three and a half years, he will break the pact. And at that time, the church will be taken away when he will pour his wrath on Israel. That's a mid-tribulation. Still then, there will be no issues. Post-tribulation, it says, will said, none of this will, the church will have to go through tribulations, tribulation. Now, the thing is that there are very good, godly people on all three sides. <laughs> like, if you, people we listen to, Zach Bonan does not believe in rapture. Post-tribulation rapture. He doesn't believe in pre-tribulation rapture. Mm. Okay. Now, do you discount, oh, he's an ungodly man. No, he's one of, probably one of the most godly men in this country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little legalistic, but it's okay. <laughs> he's become much, much more mellower. No, I mean, don't worry me saying that I know him from childhood. Okay. <laughs> Teenage years. We've been reading him from college days. And he still hasn't changed. He's still the same. Okay. But what I'm saying is, actually he's not legalistic. It's the ones who came from him who became legalistic. If you meet him, if you listen to him, he's a very gentle, full of grace. But his disciples, the problem is, no, they only knew truth. They did not know grace. (laughs) Truth without grace sounds like the law. (laughs) Therefore, he is a true man of God. Okay, he never doubt his credentials. There are a lot of people in the city always calls him a cult and all that. Absolute bunker. Okay, he is a genuine man of God who has never wavered all these years. Okay, so rapture is a settled doctrine. Mm. The question is when will it take place? The thing is that all pictures are there. Okay, all pictures are there. So how do you? What do you do? Let us look at, <laughs> look at, watch, uh, Revelation. Okay. There are seven churches over there. And in Revelation chapter 3, okay, we go to verse 7 and verse 10. Okay. Or to 11. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. 
Okay, we use it for job promotion and listing and all. The context is completely different. Okay, because you have kept my command to persevere. It's an important command. He who endures till the end shall be saved. You don't understand. People will wonder, ask, why do we preach all the time, pray all the time, have all this meeting? Because that's the only way endurance is built. Bah. There's no other way endurance is going to be built in because there are spiritual disciplines by which endurance is built in. One of the ways is by hearing the word of God and praying. The other thing is continuously, constantly facing trouble. Oh. And not running away. See, if you offer an easy life, easy life, you cannot handle trouble. If you, if you don't, if you have nothing to persevere, then what are you persevering? If you have nothing to endure, what are you enduring? Yes, absolutely. Okay. If you don't have to be patient about everything at the snap of fingers, everything appears before you like Aladdin's magic lamp, then why do you have to be patient? These are the three qualities of the last days has to be inculcated into every child of God. Patience, endurance and perseverance. Why? Because the word of God talks about the days of Noah. As the Lord was patient during the days of Noah for the saving of eight, eight, saving of eight people. Okay, he was saving it. But he was patient for 120 years to save eight people. It's a picture of a family. A picture of a family. But today the picture of the family is not a home, it's a church. God has his family. And he's extremely patient. When all the wickedness and evil taking place is extremely patient. Okay? Why? Because he has to save his family from the wrath that is coming. And he says, because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. So if you look in the context over to the sea, if you look at the seven churches over there, five churches are called to repent. Repent. And he will tell many churches, behold, I come quickly, repent, 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 repent. To everyone, basically, the same conjunction is saying, be prepared, I'm coming, be prepared, you repent, you need to change in this area, otherwise when I come, you'll be caught unawares and you will be left behind kind of a warning is being given. Okay? To Smyrna, nothing is being they're not asked to repent. They are only asked to be faithful until death. Yes. So they are a set of people who will be martyred and who will fall asleep in Christ. The church in Smyrna do not have the hope of rapture. But the church in Philadelphia has the yeah. hope of rapture. Because yes. so those this thing is there. Okay. Now if you go to if I'm right, Luke twenty one mm. uh, yeah, no, 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 not that. 21, 26, or 36, or 46, it is a 6. Yeah, 20. Counted worthy to escape the years. Yeah, 36. Okay. Okay. 36. Watch therefore and pray. Okay. The problem is people are not watching. People are not watching. That's the whole thing. People are not watching. People are not watching. People are not looking at what's happening around the world. People what? are not looking. You see, now keep your, keep your have a verse over there and go to the book of Daniel. Okay? Book of Daniel. Chapter 12. 
verse 1 to 4 again talking about the last days through prophet daniel see when they were talking these things like i said no you have to believe what god told through apostle paul to the church in corinth all this okay before yeah we'll um, no corinthians hell this is all this are written as examples to those upon whom the end and so of the ages, ages have come so that generation who's actually living in the last days which only god knows all this thing will make much more sense, sense to them than any other generation. And it is, okay. So even these words will only make much it's more sense, sense to us than any generation that lived before Absolutely. us. Absolutely. At that time, Michael shall stand up. Michael who says, the archangel in charge of Israel. Israel yeah. The great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. So Israel, if they think the Holocaust they went through in Germany was anything, it is nothing. They're going to go through something which will have never happened in Israel's history. Wow. Such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. And many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. So there's something said here. The book is sealed only during the, till the end. So that means when the end is here, the book is being unsealed. Yeah. So we will st suddenly, people will start seeing things. <coughs> the saints of God in the last days will be able to see things in the word of God, which their forefathers couldn't see because the book was sealed. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. okay. And there's something written about the last day. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase like no man's business. Knowledge shall. And we are living in an age of knowledge explosion. explosion. It's impossible for any man to keep up with knowledge. It is impossible. Yeah. Because every second it is exponentially growing. Mm. You are living in an age like that. We are moving into extremely dangerous days because knowledge is coming to that point where man is trying to recreate life to that point. Okay? Going. And that's where the day, if you, if you, if you know when God first created that confusion, Babel. Ba the Babylon, the beginning of the Babylonian Empire, is because they, was, they were building something up to the heavens and people were like, what kind of funny statement is, you know, it's not possible. But no. that's not what it was talking, talking about. about. It was talking about opening up a portal Water. into the demonic. into the demonic, <sighs> into the demonic. That's what they were trying to do. And that's what they're trying to do now. They're trying to do it everywhere. They're trying to do it. an actual portal to reach into the, that's what CERN and all has been trying to do. Of course, now witchcraft, everything is going on, open, all that. But they actually want, that's why you hear about aliens and they're trying to normalize everything is basically to again back. So that happened there. It happened during the times of Noah. They want to open it up and God will say, that's it. That's it. Okay. So we're living in that times, extremely dangerous times. We are not mm. watching what is happening. Mm. There's a battle going on, battle going on. The question is, what does the church do? One, the church has to watch. Watch, watch very carefully. Know your Bible, understand prophecies, know what will happen, watch. Two, don't be afraid. 
fearful will fall apart. Don't be afraid. Two, pray. Three, occupy. You have to occupy your space. You have to occupy. Occupy till I come. You have to watch, very carefully watch. You look at things happening and you will go to First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 11. Now all these things happen to them as examples, as they were written for our admonition. We need to realize that the negative and the positive, the negative examples don't be like this. Positive, be like this. And all these fundamentals, everything was primarily written to all, was written for all generations, but primarily to one generation. Mm -hmm. The generation that will live in the last days. Mm. Because my father's and my grandfather's generation did not need all these things. They lived in very peaceful times. Very peaceful times. Now see, Second World War took place in my little town in Kerala. Nobody didn't, knew. Nobody, nobody, knew. Uh, nobody knew. It didn't affect them at all. There was hardly any issues. Where did news come? Newspaper. Okay. That's all. There was not even radio then. It didn't affect them. It didn't affect them. I mean, this is a huge thing. We read in history books and see war movies and all. It didn't bother them at all. It didn't bother them at all. So you need to realize they lived in very close. See, communic- as long as communication is not there, it does not affect us. It does not affect See, we are imagining things from our times while reading history books. The great black plague. It happened in Britain and Europe. How did it affect other countries? They didn't even know about these things. There are so many things that happened in one country. Other countries had no clue these things were happening. Okay. Mm. But today it's a different world we are living through. We are living in a world where communication, info, knowledge and men now going back and forth. And you to go back and forth, you don't even have to travel. Absolutely. You don't have to travel. Your mind, yes, today is one of the headlines, is that Men actually, scientists actually believe man can travel at the speed of light. So they are trying all kinds of things. All kinds of things. Okay. So we need to realize as a child of God, as a, as a believer, as a saint, as the Bible calls us, how do I look at life? How do I look at life? How do I prepare? How do I prepare? It's a question. First you have to prepare. Rapture is a settled doctrine. It will take place. Again, when you talk about tribulation, you need to realize there always has been tribulation, persecution, persecution from throughout the time the ages, yeah. Abel was killed by Cain yeah. throughout the ages. But the only question is this. There is a tribulation that is coming that is recorded. This is where theologians, the arguments are there. It is called the wrath of God. Mm. And the Bible says we were not appointed for wrath. We were not appointed for wrath. Okay? We were not appointed for wrath. So now if you come to, again come to Revelation chapter 3. Okay? Revelation chapter 3. We read, yeah. Now come to verse 14. Onwards, okay? To the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, right? Okay. Now, go to verse 7 and then come to verse 14, okay? 
to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Okay. Go to chapter 2 and verse 1. Then 8. Then 12. To the angel of the church of Ephesus. Okay. Verse 8. Smyrna. Angel. In Smyrna. 12. Angel. In Pergamos. Okay. And 3 1. Sardis. Sardis. 3 7. In Philadelphia. But when it comes to verse 14. It's not written. The church of the Laodiceans. Not in Laodicea. Laodicea means the will of the people. It's not a church that is in a place or belongs to God. Mm. It's a church that belongs to people. People run the church. That is how our churches are mainly run. Committees run churches. People run. That's why everything is acceptable in so many denominations have completely changed and gone haywire because it is a church of the Laodiceans. It is not the church in Laodicea. It is not the church of God. The church of the Laodicean. So you need to realize this little, little, subtly matter. Why would the Spirit of God mm. make a difference over there? In the last days, there will be huge worldwide churches will arise like this. Where it is not the will of God, it is the will of people. So if you, if you are gay, they will allow it. That's okay. God understands. And gay, clergy, trans, you can name it. All these things will happen. It will all happen. And it will become the norm. It will become the, literally, okay, you know? literally. It's a small minority, actually. Yes. But they control the power structure. They come, it's demonic. They control the power structure. So they are forcing it. But we don't have to worry about what's happening in the world. Our concern is what's happening in the church. church. So here is a church. These things says Amen, the faithful, the true witness, the beginning of creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Okay. Now, the church is basically God's mouthpiece. Okay. The church was supposed to be the city on the hill, mm. the light in the world. How did it come? Because of what she speaks. Oh, there was a time in the world where it had so much authority. Because the church set the standards. When the pulpit spoke, people believed, people obeyed. Okay, so now the church has degraded. Where even other religions look down and say, "What's wrong with this kind of people?" Okay, so because you are lukewarm, neither I will vomit you out of my mouth, meaning you will never speak on my behalf. And the reason, because you say you are rich, you have become wealthy, have need. Of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. But because God is a God of grace, He will always counsel us. To everybody, He gives a chance. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed. The shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. Anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. Look again, the anointing of this. You can't see. You're blind. You cannot see. Your own nakedness. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Okay. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Okay. This is the only church where God is outside. Okay. So there are last days. There is an interplay between these different churches. 
And therefore, the simple question is, this church refuses to hear his voice, or an individual in that church, Laodicean church, refuses to hear his voice, does not open the door of repentance and allows him to come and clean us up, okay, and have fellowship and change, okay, if he doesn't. What does he do? The question is, he spits you out. He vomits you out of his mouth. So if he vomits you out, where is he vomiting you into? Is the question. Into the tribulation. Yes. When Philadelphia is being taken, then Laodicea is being spat out into the tribulation. He will come through that. So there are what is called the tribulation saints. Okay. Suddenly, when the rapture takes place, there will be another set who will realize. They knew it, but they were cold. They were not serious about anything spiritual. It was not that they were cold. They were lukewarm. Chalega. It is not, it is not. See, like we use that illustration, no? If you take a pot of hot water, put a frog into it, it will jump out immediately. But you put the pot of cold water, put the, and put it on simmer, it will sit there and die. I don't know whether it's true, maybe I should try it, but why kill a frog? Uh, no, but I've heard this illustration, it will sit there and die. What happens is that, we see, the world slowly seeps in. Slowly seeps in. Okay. How does it seep in? One, social media, movies, internet, it slowly seeps in. And we get slowly sensitized. Slowly And we do not even realize we are sensitized because the thing is that uh, we'll ask... Uh, we are not reacting the way we are supposed to react. The question is, the simple issue is here is that a man who was so deeply convicted because he cut the edge of the robe of a man who was trying to kill him, why is he so cool about Uriah's death? How did he become like that? Because he got sensitized. Ba, 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 ba. Desensitized. Slowly. It didn't happen when one day. It happens slowly. Little by little by little by little by little you allowed him. Okay? And that's why God says, you know, you, it's your, it's your choice now that you have known your choice. You have to stir yourself up. You have to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You have to realize, okay, that is why this, this question of the reality of tribulation and the reality of the Lord's coming is always put across as a thief in the night. No, thief in the night is put across. But look, look, go back there. You know, you know very well, brethren. Paul will say, you know, again, it's all warning. The first letter is always about it, right? First Thessalonians mm-hmm. chapter four, mm-hmm. okay. no five. Let's go to chapter five. Okay, okay. chapter five. Okay. Onwards. Chapter 5, verse 1 onward. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Meaning, unexpectedly. Okay. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness. Are not in darkness. Mm. 
so that this day should overtake you as a thief. That you shouldn't be caught as a thief. See, in the darkness you cannot see, but in the light you can see. That's why God says, don't just pray. Watch and pray. Because people are praying, but they're not watching and praying. I mean, if you li- listen to people's prayers, basically they're just praying about their daily needs. The kingdom is not coming in over there. What is happening in the kingdom, they're totally unaware or unaffected by it. That is the... Everybody prays. That's a marker. That is not the thing. Mm -hmm. Are you watching while you are praying? That is the marker. Watching while you are praying. Are you praying according to your watching? Watch and pray. Mm -hmm. We are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of the night or of darkness. Because what is the first sign of darkness? What is the first thing? Let us think about days, not... Today's day is different when they are writing about, no? There is no electricity. People go to bed early. Who's going to waste oil? I mean, you don't have oil even in those days. Like, there's no kerosene. <laughs> you need to understand. That's okay? the reason why those parables are given, right? Pastor? Okay. We need to understand how difficult the oil, oil is. is. Okay, yeah. Lamps to burn the oil yes, and all this thing. So. And all. It's not a very easy thing. See, mm. we are, I mean, not your generation. We are a generation that is used to Lamps and kerosene and that kind of oil, okay? That kind of an oil is a comparatively modern discovery. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No, it's not an invention. It's a, it's a discovery. Yeah, okay? yeah, but it's a completely, how many hundred years maximum? Before that, what did they use for burning? They used other kinds of oils. No? No? Like, you can use your cooking oil to burn a wick. You know, it works. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so that is how they were used. So, people did not use. They put on the lamps and went to sleep. So, darkness and sleep are usually put together. So, the Bible says, We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do. What happens when you sleep? When you sleep, you are not aware of what's happening. Okay? So, sleep... Not being aware, darkness, night, they are all connected. So if you are not aware of what is happening in the kingdom of God, and are not able to see the world through those eyes, you are in the night, you are sleeping. You are sleeping, as others do. But let us watch and be sober. Be Watch and be sober. So you take a look around and you will see a the church and the people in the kingdom of God has to be absolutely blind and living in total darkness if they haven't seen what has happened in the last two years. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Nothing. We have never seen anything like this in the last two years. Everywhere around the world. Around the world. Things are changing. I mean, things are changing like overnight. Things are changing. Things are simply changing overnight and nobody seems to be able to stop it. The church is like daydreaming, continuing with their programs as if nothing has changed. And the Bible says, for those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk, are drunk at night. But let us who are off the day be sober. First thing, be sober. No, for the devil is like a roaring lion. And the first thing we are called is to be vigilant, be sober. Okay, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. And a helmet, the hope of salvation. These three things the Bible says. You need faith, you need love, and your hope should be absolutely sure. If I am the last generation, and if there is a rapture before tribulation, I will I'm be there. taken. Mm. Solidly put over there. My hope is not in this world. 
no hope is in the other world and i'm constantly preparing for that that is the hope of your salvation mm. hope of your salvation that's how you prepare mm. that's how you prepare okay because okay you cannot take uh, smith wigglesworth who lived in another generation say i want to be like smith wigglesworth i don't want to even read the newspaper okay he's a different generation okay but if you are like him where you are directly connected to god where you really actually hear from god but he was a different dispense i mean he was an incredible man of god i mean what kind of faith shoot blows your mind off no i just stand to just to encourage people okay now when he was 62 years old okay all his teeth were rotten and had fall practically fallen away because of unhealthy eating habits when he was young and all that but he believed at the age of 62 god did a miracle and gave him a completely new set of teeth like a child Okay, now, 
will come back there, okay? If you come to Revelation and uh, chapter 11 and verse 15. Then the seventh angel sounded and there was a loud voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world, okay? Now the seventh angel is sounding the trumpet. Now people say, so the last trumpet then has to be after the tribulation. Yes. Mm. Okay. After the tribulation. So you need to realize where one words, if you isolate it, can create confusion. Okay. Last trumpet. So if that is the last trumpet, then that is when Jesus is coming to take over the, the world and is going to rule for, then rapture has to be after. But doesn't make any sense. Why do you need a rapture, right? <laughs> it's coming down. Okay, let's go back to, again to Thessalonians, then we'll come back here, okay? I'm not trying to confuse everybody, I'm saying you... You can, should ensure all the yeah, point. Yeah, you process. have to, okay? You have to look at everything, okay? First Thessalonians chapter, First Thessalonians chapter 4, four, four and verse 16. Okay. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the... Trumpet of God. It's not the trumpet of an angel. angel. It's not the trumpet of an angel. The trumpet of God. The voice of an archangel. Okay. So, you cannot fix this. You cannot fix this. Okay. Even if you talk about the trumpets, you will get confused. Confused. Okay. You will get confused. And if you go, the dead in Christ will rise. Okay. Now, if you go back, go back to that. Okay. Dead Christ, and we go to the next verse and then we'll come. Okay. And we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall be always. So we are, we are being, he's not coming fully down. He's not coming fully down. That's what the, if you look at it, context, he's not fully coming down to earth. Because if he's going to come down to earth and rule for a thousand years, then why do we have to be caught up in the air and then come down with him? Doesn't make any sense, right? Doesn't make any sense. Okay? So that's not, seems to be what is happening. The raptured church, the dead will arise. They will, dead will arise, meaning they are going to get there. New bodies. Okay. Going to, nobody is going to. That is the day every. Remember how Hebrews 11 ends. Everybody is waiting for that day. Because they are not going to be made perfect until that day comes. So everybody who has died in Christ, they are disembodied souls without a body. Because everybody will receive their body only at the same day. They will all receive their bodies on the same day. Because... And that's what is happening over here, okay? They're going to get their bodies and everybody will rise. So this is the conjecture. Now if you go back to Corinthians, okay, it happens in the twinkling of an eye. The trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised, incorruptible we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass a saying that it is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Next verse. Yeah. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. And thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Knowing. So, what was always the thing to keep 
people encouraged was rapture. Rapture, yeah. And rewards. Yep. Okay, rapture was always so said, no, don't worry. Whichever way, whether you are asleep in Christ or whether you are that generation, that will take over. Mm. Keep on pushing forward. Don't ever quit. Be sober. Keep on occupying till he comes because you're going to get your reward. Because in that twinkling of an eye, when the rapture takes place, you will immediately know your rewards in the nature of your body. The first reward is the nature of your body. That's what... Uh, uh, Paul will say has starts different in glory. So and Daniel will also say that, okay. So the nature of your body, you know, like, you know, if me and Richie go to a gym and when we enter the gym, we will see glorified bodies over there, okay. You will realize, okay, this man is a, this man has been there in the gym for years together. This one is, okay, we'll look at glory, physical. So that's, it's, it's a thing that is being used over there. Bodies, clothes, ornaments. All these outward material things, you know, okay? We will look at that, okay? Mm. And then uh, we will suddenly realize, okay, so the first visible picture about your your rewards is the nature of the body. Though all will have the materially, everybody will have the same kind of a body, like we all have the same kind of body, but our bodies are not, not the, the same. same. Are not the same. We all have inside the head, the brain is looks the same gray matter, but the brains are not the same. Okay, in the same way, suddenly we will see the difference there. That is the first reward that's going to take place. And then, of course, authority that God is going to give his servants, okay, who will reign along with him. My conjecture, I'm saying conjecture and not putting it as a doctrine, because all you can do is prepare and leave the judgment to God. The secret things belong to God is that... If there is pre-tribulation rapture, and if that is what is actually true, then you have the wedding feast of the Lamb. Have the wedding feast of the Lamb. Okay? And that's the bride of Christ. That is the bride of Christ. The wedding feast of the Lamb. And there is a seven-year period. The bride is away from all this. She is with Christ. Seven years. At this end of seven years, if you go back to Revelation chapter 19. Okay? Kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of God and Savior. Okay. Verse 6. Six onwards, okay. As I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. So the marriage of the lamb has come. So we are all still in heaven. If we are. Blessed we part. We just say we are. Mm. Let us say, let us hope we are there. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the same. So her garment is not the righteousness that she received when faith uh, it, it imputed to her at the time of salvation, individually speaking. But after that, she has walked by faith. Mm. So these are the acts of righteousness which only come by faith. Then he said to him, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to them, These are the true sayings of God. So there seems to be two groups. One is the bride and those who are called. Mm. Okay, those, the bride and those who are called. So there seems to be two groups of people over there, but they are all blessed. Okay. And then, okay, 
Once that is over, and I fell at his feet, and he says, see, you do not do that. I am your fellow servant, your brother-in-law, okay? Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Once that is over, now you see, now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. And he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies have been clothed in, in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. So, it is after this he's coming down to earth. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, go to chapter 20. Okay. If, 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 if you, if you, if you, if you read subsequently, if you read the whole chapter 19, you will see there are this, the beast and the false prophet and those who worship the, all this, no? they're all thrown into the lake of fire. Okay. And then you see an angel coming down in chapter 20, picks up Satan, locks him up, okay, the dragon, bound him for a thousand years. Okay. So he's bound for a thousand years. So now is when the thousand year reign of Jesus Christ is happening. So in between, that's why it's very difficult. Let me, let me give you another example from the book of Isaiah. Okay. That's, this is how, this is why we have to be very careful how we read the gospel. Okay. Isaiah chapter six. Sorry, I said chapter 9, verse 6. Okay. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. In one verse, you have two dispensations. Did you see in one verse? Yeah. In one verse, you have 2,000 years split. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, is Jesus' first coming. And the government is will be upon his shoulders, is his second coming. But in one word, there's a gap of 2,000 years. Okay. And only people who are living in these last years will be able to see this and say, okay, that's one verse. But in that one word, there's a gap of 2,000 years. Okay. And in the same way, when you are reading scripture, if there's a pre-tribulation rapture, and there is seven years, this is what happens in the seven years. And after that, he and the bride are coming. And you will see now, if you go back to chapter 20 of Revelation, what is happening over there. Right? Chapter 20. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was locked up. Verse 4. I saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. Okay. Who are these? These are the overcoming saints. Now they are ruling on behalf of Jesus Christ. The whole earth. The whole earth. I believe his throne seat will be in, in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem. Okay. A lot of people will say this is not about the church. This is about Israel. Israel. I mean, we do not know. We do not know. We cannot, we can, cannot assume these things and make a doctrine out of it. Okay? And then the Bible says, Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not 
received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Okay, so these are what are called the tribulation saints. The tribulation saints too, okay, who had not received his mark on their forehead. So this is the people who were martyred during those seven years. The Bible talks about them. The devil was given power to kill them. Okay, was given power to kill them. So all these things are happening over there. Okay, and the Bible says, even verse 5, the Bible says, the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. And this, this is, is the, the first, first resurrection. resurrection. So there are two resurrections. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power. They shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Okay. Now the issue is second death. Hmm. Issue is second death. Okay. Issue is second death. Now if you come to verse 11 onwards, it's a scary part that comes. This is after a thousand years. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. It's a final judgment. Now I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. Books were opened. Another book was opened which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and hate delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and hate were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Now there is one word, this one word which is the most confusing words in the entire book of Revelation. Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The question is, what is it talking about? Hmm. This is the second resurrection. So in the second resurrection, are there people whose names are found in the book of life? Yes, obviously, yes. Hmm. This is where theologians all disagree and fight. Mm -hmm. Because for all theologians, in the second resurrection, there is nobody who is saved. The question is, if you are not saved, then what is okay, the need for the book of life? life? The book of life. <coughs> okay. So, their names are in the book of life, but they are not thrown into the lake of fire, but they have no works. To show. Yeah. To show. No rewards. Not they just there. came escaping the flames. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is First Corinthians chapter 3. three. Mm. These are all conjectures, presumptions. These are not doctrines and run away with it. But it's good to have some fearful conjectures. First so Corinthians God chapter 3. Okay. 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 Verse 11. 3, 11 to 15. For no other foundation can anyone lay other than which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. That means salvation is a free gift. You repent and put your faith in Christ. Everybody enters the same way through the same door. There's no other way. So ground is the same. <coughs> now, if anyone builds on this foundation, after that you are building on this foundation with gold and silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. Each one's work will become clear for that day will we'll declare the day of judgment. Because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. But if anyone's work is burnt, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet 
asso through fire. He just <coughs> made it through the fire. All his works, there was no faith at all. He just believed for salvation. He didn't believe for anything else. Therefore, he entered into heaven, <coughs> but he has no works. Mm. Therefore, he has no rewards. No rewards. I believe these are the people. Again, let us let's look into scripture. Okay, into scripture. If you go back to Revelation twenty-one, we see the beautiful bride, and then when we come to verse twenty-two. And twenty, twenty-two to twenty-four. Okay, <clears throat> I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of the Lord illuminated it. The Lord Lamb is its light, and the nations of those who are saved <coughs> shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth shall bring their glory and honor into it. So the nations of those who are saved. There are people who are just saved. A nations of them. I believe that is they populate the new earth. And among them, over them, there are kings. And I believe these are the people who just came through the fire. This is, this is the way it is usually pictured. Imagine, okay, this is earth. And above the earth hanging, like just above the new earth Jerusalem. will be New Jerusalem, which is a cube. It's around 15. 100 miles length, breadth, height, it's a cube. That is the bride. That is where the glorified saints look. And God will be in their midst. And then there is earth. Earth will be populated by all the people, the just saved people. And the nations of those. And they will also have kings over them. Okay. So that is one of the conjectures. Where people will live on earth. <laughs> they will live on earth. Right. I mean, you have a New body and all, but and then if you go to chapter twenty-two, chapter twenty-two, and the healing combination, and read from verse one, twenty-two, the angel showed me the river, the water of life, as clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb, in the middle of its street. And on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. So there are people down there who need healing. I'm not talking about physical healing. Not all. They don't have bodies, but they need healing. Okay. Because they, they did not learn how to live by faith on earth. They did not learn the principles of the kingdom of God. So they need to be healed. And it's not even written that uh, they have the fruit <laughs> they are they're just getting the leaves. <laughs> the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Okay, so there are so many things over here which we do not understand. We do not fully I mean we cannot make a doctrine out of it mm. because it's a very dangerous to make doctrines out of stuff which we don't fully understand. We have been given prophecy, we have been given word pictures in Daniel and Ezekiel and Isaiah. Wow. In Revelation and Paul's letters, the pictures are all over there. So when we see these pictures and we look into eternity and we realize that is the real thing, that has sons of light, we prepare for it. Yes. And the th things we are asked to do is we watch, we pray, we work, and we occupy until he comes. He says, blessed is the servant when he comes, he's found doing. 
should do it. So these are the things. And how do we make ourselves absolutely sure and secure? Three things. Put on the breastplate of love and faith. This will determine this. When this is there, you can be absolutely sure about it. Absolutely. This is faith and love. The hope of salvation. He has birthed us, First Peter 1 3 it says, He has birthed us to a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yep, so yep. death does not. Also, these are all fundamental things, no? Death should not hold fear for us. Hmm. The only thing that we should be, this thing about death is, I will finish my work. Yep, that's the thing. Yeah. Lord, finish my I race. I do really believe I haven't finished my work. Yes, I haven't yes. finished my race. I don't want to die before my time. Yes, Lord. So once I've finished, I want to go. I want to go. I haven't finished my work. I know I still have a lot of work to do in me and a lot of work to have to do through, through me. And these two things are there. That is the only concern that should be there. There should be no concern about where you are going. The concern should be how am I going there? Yes. There's no question about where I'm going. I know where I'm going. I'm going. There's no doubts about that because I know in whom I have believed. Amen. Therefore, I'm very sure where I'm going. But the question is not about where I'm going. The question is, how am I going there? Like a child goes to an examination, I'm very sure where she is going or he is going. But how she is going is the question. <laughs> hmm, prepared or unprepared? Panicking or confident? 1 John chapter 2, 18, if I'm right. Right? 28. Yeah, 28. 228. Hmm? Now, little children, confidence. abide in him that when he appears, we, we may have, have confidence, confidence and not be ashamed before him at, at his, his coming. coming. So, everywhere they were written, writing, <coughs> you could be the kid, you could be the generation where he comes. No, be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Have, even if you're a little child, don't be ashamed. When he appears, we will have confidence and be ashamed. Again, he will write that, 1 John. Three. Three. Chapter three. Hmm. It's a place where he Everybody who has this hope will cleanse themselves. Is that what it is? Yeah. No, when he comes, no. there's so many places. I chapter five. Then uh, when he comes, that we'll not be ashamed. Chapter five. Yeah, it is in chapter five. Okay. Anyway, that is. So, you know, you prepare. You prepare. Like you prepare for an examination, you prepare. But you don't prepare wherein you will fail or pass. You write as a student who's already in. Okay, you're not, oh, will I pass or fail? No, that's not the question. Salvation is not by works. Salvation is by faith. You trusted in Jesus and his work alone. After that, you're running for something completely different. You're preparing for something completely. You're not preparing for your salvation. You're preparing for your rewards. And love is the love is the, I think it's one John six uh, one first Corinthians sixteen twenty two. Yeah. One verse sixteen twenty two. Yeah. Let everything be done in love, what is it? No. Be, if anyone loves doesn't yeah. love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be a cross. Yeah, yeah, I think sixteen. Come Lord. Sixteen sixteen. Got it? One John, one Corinthians sixteen twenty two. First Corinthians, not uh, sorry, not John, sorry, not one twenty. Cor- yeah. Twenty two. Twenty two, yeah. Sixteen twenty two. Sixteen twenty two. If anyone does not love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be accursed. Oh Lord, come. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Okay. It's the key thing. 
Okay. And that's why he brings, that's, that's the, that's the one which gives you confidence. Yes. That's why the love is, faith is connected with God, primarily connected with God. Love is connected actually with man. It's not so much with God. Though we love God, it is only shown towards man. How do you show your love to God? Says, you show your love to God by showing his children. The love to his children. That's why the church has to walk in love with one another. And it is, it is non-negotiable. That's how you prepare for the Lord's coming. The church, the local church where you belong to, you have to be very, very, very careful about that love. Faith is connected with your daily decisions you take. That is connected with God. Faith comes from hearing and hearing with the word of God. And once we do, then it's a subtle question. You don't worry. Whichever will happen, whatever comes, you are not worried because you know you are sure. You are absolutely sure. And you are confident. It is not making all these nuclear shelters and <laughs> buying all this food. and Okay, practical things you can do if there is a disaster and all. That's practical things. You have to do all that. Like, But, but that is not how you prepare for rapture. Oh. Prepare for rapture is love, faith, and hope. You can also see these two pictures of a ch- type of church coming, uh, being raptured, and the type of church coming through judgment in Enoch and, and in Noah. Enoch you'll see that Noah. pattern Back also there. Paradigm is also there. Yeah, no, uh, that there, and you will see. Why is Phil- Philadelphia? Enoch, given Enoch the, is in the heavens, and yeah. Noah is in the earth, inhabiting in the, the earth. earth. So you'll see this both yeah, patterns. Both I mean, it's there. Just yeah, uh, patterns just are there. It's a seventh from seven is a number of perfection. Ten is the number of judgment. Noah is the tenth generation, and. Enoch is the seventh generation. And Enoch comes actually through judgment, tribulation. And God can do all these things. Yeah. Okay, because the Bible says, I will show you. Go to Revelation chapter 12. Oh, boy. <laughs> Again. Okay. Chapter 12. Okay. Okay. Chapter 12. 12. Words. Uh, 13 onwards, 12, 13 onwards. Talking about the serpent, the dragon. These are all prophetic pictures. Okay, How we interpreted it, we have to be very careful. Now when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished for a time and a time and a half, a time and three and a half years from the presence of the serpent. Mm. So the serpent spewed water out of the mouth like a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But, but, the, the, earth, earth helped but the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring, who keep the commandments of the Lord of God and have the testimony of Jesus, of Jesus Christ. So Everywhere you have pictures, this can I said, no? The plague after plague of plague was flowing on Egypt, but God's people were kept safe in mm-hmm. Goshen. Even when there was absolute darkness for three days, they had light in their homes. The destroyer passed over, they were under the blood. So pictures are there. Mm-hmm. So whichever way, the way you prepare is these three things. You need to have love, faith. you need to have faith, and hope. And you need to have hope is that you never doubt God. Hope of salvation, yeah. Hope of salvation. You never doubt God. You start doubting your salvation, first your salvation, by starting looking at your work. No, I'm a child of God. Fundamentally, it's not true. Mm. I'm his child, and 
he will discipline me and I'm, I'm okay with his discipline. I'm good with it. It's my father disciplining me. I am okay with Thank it. Thank you, Lord. Thank But you, Jesus. And I will not question my salvation mm. because if I question my salvation, I'm questioning his work on the cross. I believed. Amen. Two, I'll be very, I will grow in my hope. Now it's not the hope of salvation. It is the hope of rapture. Yes. I will grow. Your preparation, like as you approach your final exam, the more you prepare, your confidence level, level increases. Yep. Okay. So when you put on the breastplate of love and faith, your confidence level increases. You constantly question your heart. Is there anybody whom I am I'm unloving within the body? You don't have to go around the world. Be kind to them. Be friendly yep. with them and all. You have to fundamentally Look only at your family, which mm. is the church, church and your own home, home. your yeah. home and church. This is an office place. We don't be nasty and all that. But the church, and it's very easy for us because we are a small church. Mega church, how is it possible to love? You don't even see the pastor through a telescope. You have to look to find him. Mm. So I don't know. These patterns don't fit in. I mean, there are mega churches, which is good. It's okay. If they are all saved, it is fine. But I'm saying, if think about your home. Think about your church. Guard your heart. I don't have anything against anybody. Lord, God my heart, I don't have anything that I truly love. And I can actually fellowship. Can I actually fellowship with everybody. You don't have to have in-depth fellowship with everybody. But I can fellowship with everybody. If you have one brother or sister whom you refuse to talk in the church, it's a major issue. Mm-hmm. If she's a real, regular person in the church, not visitors, that's an issue. You need to settle it down. You need to go and sit down and talk. It's not a good thing. You need to talk these things out. Homes, you need to talk these things out because this is the the fundamental things about love. Love covers. Let us say I'm I'm just I'm not the pastor. Let's say I'm a member of GTC and I don't talk to Samir. After some time, people realize, you know, yeah, Brother James is not talking to Samir. You know what I have did because of, let us say, whatever it did to me. What did I do? You know that I uncovered it mm. by simply by not talking to him. But love covers. Yep. Amen. Love covers. People do not realize that the, the way of preparing for rapture is very simple. It's not a very complex thing. It's a very simple. God says, walk in love. Philadelphia means yes, brotherly love. love. Exactly. And they are a very small church, very yeah. weak church. You have very small, you have very little strength, but you kept, kept my, my word. word. What is the yeah. word? A new commandment I give it to you. Love one another as I have loved you. They kept the word. Philadelphia. Yes. They kept the word. Philadelphia, brotherly love. Mm. No, it's not love towards God. It's love towards one another. The church kept that love. They kept that love and they kept their faith. Mm. You did not deny my name. They kept their faith. They did not deny. They walked by faith. They did not deny his name. They kept their, his name. So they walked in love. They walked in faith. So God says, your hope can be very sure. I'll keep you from the trouble that Kari is coming the upon the And it is not one day or two days. Yes, it is consistently no, walking. That is where perseverance, patience, and endurance. And what happens is you start looking at Everything different. different. Life itself different. Death different. Everything differently. It doesn't shake you or move you. Like it used to, because mm. you realize, you know what? Because you're thinking more and more and more about Christ and heaven as home. Mm. Like and I keep saying, unless you unless you see heaven as home and earth as your office, yeah. 
some people like their office better than their home. <laughs> it shouldn't be so. <laughs> but what I'm saying, you should not even... Uh, Peter and Will all, you says, has pilgrims and sojourners. Pilgrims and sojourners. It doesn't matter how much you like Kerala. That uh, Swami who goes to Shabrimala after he goes seven times wants to come down. He doesn't want to stay there. Mm. He wants to, who wants to stay there? Who wants to stay there? Nobody wants to stay there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he want to come down and come back home, right? So think as earth as you are only a pilgrim passing through. Your mind should be on your home. Your mind should be on heaven should be your home. Heaven is heaven is your home hmm. and your mind should be thinking about home and bible is very clear about it you know you will never miss what you missed on earth till we all made up <laughs> what can you I mean, there's no comparison whatever you lost on earth unfulfilled dreams aspirations all that is bunk up all will be made up in heaven with a body unmatchable amen Whatever aspirations here, your body is deteriorating. You cannot enjoy, enjoy it. it. It's going. It is going every day. Is you wake up to that reality. What is going down is enjoyment level of life. It's going down. But on heaven, you receive a new body. Mm. And you, you really understand. This is what joy and pleasure is. Wow. Without sin affecting it. No relationship issues. No misunderstanding. Everything is transparent. No misunderstanding. No assuming. I think I think this is what she said. What he <laughs> said. Nothing. Absolutely. What life it is. If you think on heaven, start thinking on heaven, you will want to leave earth. Mm. People don't want to leave earth because they don't think about heaven. Why is Paul saying, with all his busy work and Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Why is he saying? Not because he is being persecuted. Okay, but he's saying it's better for me that I stay for your sake. If you are left to me, I want to go to live with. I want to go. Oh, no? To live with Christ. Yes, death is gain. Death, death is gain. <laughs> Until we see death has gain, death has gain. No, we will not factor death in. We will not be able to look at death. So that's the end of this life. Is death like when you see death has gain, but when you have reached the point where you see death has gain, you are out. You have overcome mm. this world. What can you do? That's what the Bible says. What can the world do? He can kill you. After that, what? Nothing. But fear him who after that can take your body and your soul and throw you into hellfire. So don't worry about this fellow. His power ends with this body. You know? So that's how you you have to think. What I say, what you believe matters. (laughs) If you believe the wrong thing, it will affect you. If you believe the right thing, that's why the demonic strongholds are there in our mind. This has to be broken down. And this whole world is full of demonic doctrines. Demonic doctrines. And it is induces fear. The Bible says men's heart shall fail because of fear. When that comes, we don't look at it fear because fear is always connected with loss. But when death is gained, what is what is, how can you look at loss? When death is gain, what is loss? But the end of it is death and death is gain. What are you worried about loss? What are you worried about loss? So this is the key. Four words. Watch, pray, work, occupy. Occupy till he comes. Yes, Pastor Vijay will close it today. Oh, well.
I pray, Father, that our faith will be strengthened, our love towards you will be firm, and we will have a hope that is sure. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this time. Prepare us continuously, O Lord, for your coming, even through the ministry of your word and through every opportunity, opportunity that you give to us to come together, to fellowship, to pray. I pray, Lord Jesus, our minds and our hearts will be focused on things that are above and not things on the side of eternity. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.